0: of Riley. We're talking racing on Saturday. Well, are we? We've had plenty of wet weather. We saw Belmont was uh, uh, called off yesterday, of course. 27 mils in the last 24 hours. 79 mils in the last seven days. Heavy eight for now. Let's go to our man, Riley Morgan. Where have you gone to try and find form? What are we expecting over the next 48 hours before they jump, if they jump at Belmont? Well, mate, the uh, the track
1: probably won't have any chance to dry out from the current heavy eight, given even more rain hit overnight. And with the chilly weather conditions, not to mention with more rain expected tomorrow, we're looking at probably a heavy eight, heavy nine, and what looks to be a very testing surface underfoot. And one thing is for certain, you're going to be looking to those horses who can swim as a heavy track is definitely going to be a different ball game.
0: All righty. And let's get through your best. And this is just the early form. This is Riley Morgan, Life of Riley each and every Thursday here on the Sporting Goss. The boy knows his stuff. Just in summary, how did you go last week? week before yeah last week i think you'll be uh, i think you'll be hard pressed goss to find any
1: punters that had a real day out last <laughs> week at belmont it was a it was a very tough day at the office
0: mate all righty well yeah you're only as good as your last one and you weren't very good in the last one so here's a go morgan <laughs> lift your game you're going for simon miller sort of, <laughs> he's got a he's got a first up uh he's got a, a, a horse having its first start in the two-year-old race in race two
1: Yeah, you can never have any real conviction over two-year-olds on heavy tracks or even seeing rain-affected decks for the first time, but I just wanted to bring some attention to this Simon Miller debutant, It's a Ray Day. It's a really nice trial out of a sire, winning Rupert, that so far in the breeding game has been producing winners on winners from a very small progeny. We saw another of his go around at Hawkesbury last week on debut and win on a heavy track by four lengths, and so far his have acquitted themselves very well on rain-affected surfaces, he looked to have really come on in his trial racing manners between his first and second trials. He looked like he could have won his most recent hit out to my eye by five lengths. His cash face still had so much as even clipped him up. And if he can exit cleanly and take up a spot tucked away in behind the leaders here, ideally leaders back. He looks a really talented horse and I don't think the wet track's gonna worry him being out of winning route, but
0: All right, race two, number six. It's a ray day for the Miller Camp. Your next comes in race three. Now, this is a horse who's not been on a heavy track, has got some wet track form. I'm talking about Classy Macro. Stephen Rowe puts Christy Bennett on. Uh, I think this might be the very first time she's ridden the horse, and the interesting thing is she's in rare form, Christy Bennett.
1: She is. Uh, It's probably one of the weaker races of the day, but we're looking for horses that can obviously handle the heavy track well, and I feel Classy Macro is one that can definitely measure up here. If we look look back through his form in his two wins in his career to date, he pants his maiden field by seven lengths on a soft seven and spanked dual subsequent winner, Ghost 2 Walks, on a soft track in a class one. What we know is that he's a swimmer and his fresh effort here was super, I thought. He endured a torrid run, was off the track for the entirety and still loomed as the winner before just peaking a fraction on his run late when not able to gun down snippy miss. He'll definitely be better for coming through that run. The map's a little sticky again, but I'm hoping Bennett can follow OBH across and land somewhere near the top without being posted deep again. And although the horse is a bit of an enigma and can be hard to trust at times, I think he looks a nice bet in a race that lacks a lot of depth.
0: All righty, race three, number six, classy macro, play that each way. Life of Riley on a Thursday morning here on Sporting Goss. Now, you're a big fan of the Stephanie Bakranich yard. You do like one in race four, and you also actually think you should be playing, probably having a look at another one from the very powerful Grant and Alana Williams camp.
1: Yeah, Goss, the first horse I wanted to touch on here is playing Marika. She won with a hint of arrogance last week on the seven-day backup, which has been a very successful formula for her before, and Steph Bakranich is attempting it here again, so she must have come through that run really well. She's won on a soft seven, so I'm pretty confident she's going to get through the ground. And to be honest, she just finds another race if she's bounced out of last week where she's honestly going to be every chance again here. There's only one real speed influence here, which means she can just roll forward at her own leisure and park in behind Gates of Babylon in this small field and cruise up to him when Lucy presses the button.
0: Alrighty, and the, you, other, yeah, the other one?
1: Yeah, the other I just wanted to touch on is Zaratite. This grant Alana Williams to stay comes here for his second run in near on two years after pushing Strickland Stakes winner Naughty by Nature to within half a length at his first run. He was really squeezed tight late there when Naughty by Nature laid in on him, and I believe he would have made even more of a finish of it with clearer galloping room late. We're always cautious of a horse second up, particularly a month between first and second up runs after having such a considerably long time away from the races. But spacing his runs, if you look a bit deeper through his form is the formula that's worked for him before, In a race, devoid of any real speed outside gates of Babylon, we saw him roll forward to sit in the breeze first up, and I don't see any reason why they don't press on early from the awkward draw again here to land in a very similar position. For me, I think you can play around either of those. More than likely, I'll be backing, playing Marika, and saving on
0: Zaratite. All righty, playing Marika, Zaratite there for Life of Riley. ATM was backed off the map. Did you get a piece of the $61, and you like it in race seven on the program?
1: I got a piece of it, Goss, but sadly there were a few punters with faster fingers than me on the day. <laughs> he uh, he
0: really lived up to his namesake fresh, didn't he? Unbelievable. ATM's the name of the horse, uh, It and it never looked like getting beat, and... How was it missed on its trial form? How was this horse missed on its trial form down at Larkhill? It won its trial, everyone said, wow, it beat Tambora. It went to Pinjara. Someone said it was out as much as $61, $51. It jumped about $6. Everyone said it really was like queuing up at an ATM.
1: It really was, Goss. It was, as you have stated already, one of the more impressive trials you'll see. So the uh, $71 was definitely a chunk of overs there wow. for sure. Um, the race, that race is only a class three, but sometimes the way a horse wins, you just sort of take a step back and think to yourself, like, wow, this is a horse that's going to move through the grades. He hadn't seen anything remotely close to galloping room until about the 200-metre mark, and once he found that split, he put four legs on him in the blink of an eye. He's become practically a brand-new horse under the carings of Greg Cave. He's an absolute swimmer, and although drawn out wide, it isn't such a bad thing, as, a, as he finds a race where they're going to be absolutely going like the clappers out in front... And it keeps him out of trouble. I have no doubt that if they can make ground down the middle of, of the track on the day, he can peel out and be the one thundering over the top of these late.
0: All right. You've also touched on mastering. We're running short of time uh, today, Riles. But we do want to touch on the feature, the Bowfine, which is the listed Bowfine. And, uh, well, he had the choice of rides, did uh, uh, Chris Parnham. And he's decided to go to Amunsenas for Simon Miller, Willie Pike, the backup jockey, <laughs> against Miss Contiki.
1: Yeah, I've landed on Emerson without a huge deal of confidence with uh, the decision of Chris Parnham to stick with her over Miss Kentucky. She's just a ripper, mate. She's a winner. And from the gate, I really don't think Chris has to go right back to the tail, likely where I think Miss Kentucky might find herself. And they can take up, take up a spot midfield with cover, blending into the race at the right time. Miss Kentucky's going to have to run past her, which nothing's been able to do at her last six starts. And to my eyes, she really appreciated getting her toe into the ground on the softer track last time out. When winning with arrogance and spades after yet another betting drift, Chris is a great judge, an even better jockey, and think at the price differential to the stable mate. Amosenus is a
0: better bet for me, and simply winners win. Absolutely. Race two, it's a ray day. Race three, classy macro. Race four, play, play, Marika and Zaratite. Race seven, ATM with a touch also on mastering, which could be the value. And in the bow fine, you're going with Chris Panamon, on Very popular segment last week. It's always building. Thanks for your time, Rolls. Thanks for having me again, Goss. Cheers, mate. Riley Morgan, Life of Riley on Sporting Goss.